Welcome everyone to Little Tokyo 2's new podcast series from startup to grow up. We offer short, sharp 20 minute overviews and interviews of successful founders, as well as 40 minute extended founder interviews with successful people who have graduated from LT2. I'm your host, founder and CEO of LT2, Jock Fairweather. Deb, thanks for being here. I really appreciate it. That's okay.、Um, thanks for the opportunity, Jock. My pleasure. So, you've been around the traps for a long time. I've been on panels with you years and years ago. I'm not sure how many years, maybe two or three. Doesn't matter. So, I'm keen to understand your journey prior to Pet Cloud, and then we'll get into some, some Pet Cloud chat. Yeah, yeah, awesome.、Um, okay, so、um, uh, back in 2007,、uh, I believe I had the problem、uh, myself not being able to、uh, find a pet sitter in my local neighbourhood.、Um, I had had a change in、uh, living circumstances and who I lived with and, and where I lived, and、um, I bought a house and I had a new neighbourhood, and、um, I was、uh, far away from family. And、um, I had、uh, brothers and sisters like across town and that sort of thing. So、um, I really didn't have too many options.、Um, and I had to fly interstate at the drop of a hat、um, to go see clients because I was doing digital consulting、mm. and、um, without much notice. And、um, so eventually I came across a flyer. Uh, that was in my street, and、um, I contacted the company and it just went to a message service. and They ended up contacting me after hours, so it must have been a part time、uh, type of company. and They said, Yep, we've got the lady for you, we're going to send you across town.、Um, but it was to like a lady to, to drop your pet off, you mean? To, yeah, yeah, to drop my pet off, but I had no idea about her,、yeah. um, about her qualifications,、yeah. her experience, <laughs> whether she, her backyard was fenced. Uh, whether there was a rabid dog there,、yeah. uh, whether she had. Yours was a dog?、Um, yeah, I had a yeah. dog, yeah. yeah.、Um, uh, and yeah, but、um, at the time I had very little time, very little options, so I just went, okay, fingers crossed. And I went across town, went to meet her. And that,、uh, dropping my dog off was,、um, was fine and it came back fine in one piece.、Yeah. Um, <laughs> but、uh, yeah, the next time when I、uh, needed to have a sitter, she wasn't available. And I was、right. like, oh, what do I do now? Like, so I thought,、oh, I guess I'll try a kennel. It can't be too bad. Like, They're expensive, aren't they? Um, they're expensive, but I also learnt there's a, a few other things about kennels. So,、okay. um, so I went along、uh, to a kennel and、um, I said, Oh, can I have a tour? And she goes, Oh, no, we don't do that here. And I was like, Oh, so you can't do a tour to look at the facility? No. Oh. Yeah, because it,、um, it upsets the other dogs apparently. Right. And、um, so I just thought, so I said, Oh, you, you mean I can't sleep? See where my dog's going to sleep and where he's going to play or anything. She goes, No, we、mm. don't do that. And I was like, Okay, maybe this is standard practice. And then I found out a, bit,、uh, a long way down the track that、um, uh, a lot of kennels typically aren't accredited、um, by any organisation because their hygiene standards are pretty poor. Right.、Um, and yeah, there's、uh, a lot of、uh, animal cruelty type complaints. Um, not all kennels.、Um, yeah. so、there's some kennels with very high standards,、uh, 
Um, but anyway, so at the time I didn't have any other options. I um, dropped my dog off there and um, caught a plane out and went to meet with a client interstate. And um, uh, on the way back, my plane got delayed and I rung up the lady and um, she said, oh no, sorry, um, I can't keep the doors open for you. You're gonna have to pay for the, another night's money yeah. for your dog. And I thought, your dog? Like, I bet you don't even know which one my yeah. dog is. And I thought, if you can't keep the doors open from like five till 5.30, what's going on there? Like, yes. are you just shutting a big cage and then going yes. off to another it's property? more of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, yeah, elsewhere. So I was like, this place is dodgy. Anyway, so I came back and um, uh, eventually the next day, uh, I picked my dog up and um, uh, he was a bit shaken up. And I don't know why yes. he was all shaking and stuff. Um, and... Uh, when we went for a walk out on the Esplanade, he developed this bronchial cough. Right. And um, another lady stopped me and she goes, oh, he's got kennel cough. And I went, what do you mean, kennel cough? True. Is it just accepted that if your dog goes to a kennel, you get the you cough. Get kennel cough? And she goes, yeah, pretty much. Because like, there's just poor hygiene standards. And I said, well, the lady wouldn't let me in to see the kennel. And she it's because you yeah. might get kennel cough. <laughs> yeah, I might get kennel cough. So, so a, a long story short... Um, it got to the stage where I actually, um, it was a, a constant challenge with trying to fly into state and juggle uh, flights. And I ended up finding a lovely lady who ended up um, adopting my dog. Mm. Um, but I'd been through a lot of situations with my mm. dog um, and it was my family. But at the time, um, I had to move houses after I sold that place and I couldn't find a dog-friendly place to move into. Mm. Um, and so that's the point at which I had to adopt him out. But um, I just thought, this is ridiculous. Like, this has got to be online. Um, surely other people have mm. got to be in this situation. So then I was in this really awkward um, situation of going around to dog parks and actually stalking people but not having any dog of my own and just walking up to them and going, oh... Excuse me, like, what do you do with your dog when you go on holidays? And, um, I, you know, I felt really weird at first. Um, I had to take my friend, um, Joe Utukolo, who I met. Uh, a person. Yeah, yeah. Um, had to take her with me because initially Took I Took her for a walk. Well, I had to take her with me to give me guts. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I had to... Oh, yeah, put her on a lead. Um, but I had to... Um, uh, get the guts to actually ask people because it just must have looked so ridiculous with me no dog asking people what they do mm. with their dog and um, she gave me the guts because it's so important to get out of the building and actually totally. ask, ask how much of a problem this is yeah. and um, so I kept on asking people um, and I got uh, more and more braver as time went along um, but eventually I got to the answers of well I just wouldn't travel or I'd leave them with family and friends but if they weren't available yeah I'd cancel my trip Mm. Um, so it uh, actually found it was a, a big barrier to travel. Mm. Um, and so um, to fast forward a few more years, um, I was doing some more consulting throughout um, Europe, came back to Australia, um, worked for another insurance company, had, um, uh, was asked to, to fly away as well to do more um, consulting. And I just thought I came back to that whole dog situation. What do people with dogs do? Mm. And um, ended up working for Virgin Australia and um, uh, heading up their uh, website as product owner. And um, I just uh, I got a call from Amazon asking if I wanted to go work in Seattle. Mm. And um, I just thought, you know, I should feel 
flattered. Mm. But I just thought I just don't want to be another cog in a big machine. And I just pretty sweet machine though. <laughs> yeah, well, Slick yeah, machine. Yeah, but I just thought you know I really wanted to solve this problem. Yes. Um, and I knew it was an opportunity, and um, it was something that. Like it was a like a soul project for me. Cool. Like as in, I really had a driving urge to do it, and so um, I sat and prototyped it up in my garage uh, at home at the place where I lived. And like Envision or something. Uh, I used Axure. Okay. Yeah, and um, uh, it was all interactive prototypes, and yeah. um, I got some freelancers from Freelancer.com. Yeah. Um, and uh, at night I would um, do stand-ups over Skype with uh, an Indian uh, offshore dev team yeah. um, and uh, built the website with them to the point where it was um, uh, transactional mm. uh, and then um, got... And, and you, you fun funded that on, on your own? Yeah. And then um, I uh, ended up getting an, uh, an onshore person to put a really nice slick looking uh, video interface on sure. it. So it looked gorgeous. Uh, and then I uh, pitched it to RSPCA and got some seed funding from them. True. Um, Do they have a fund that does that or so you're lucky? So uh, the reason why as a charity they were able to invest in a commercial yes. proje project is because it helps um, them achieve their objectives of reducing the rate of yes. animal abandonment at holiday time yes. because of... Um, uh, people not having access to affordable pet care and trusted yeah. pet care, um, so we help achieve one. And of that their in turn objectives. means that means there's less dogs in the in the RSPCA, which means less dogs get put down, etc., etc. Yeah. So yeah. so each holiday, like um, every Easter and every Christmas, typically they have just received like dogs tied up at their door or a box of puppies, and just yeah. here you go, your problem now. And <laughs> and did you did you have to put any like metrics or ROI or anything around that or they were just like I get it uh, we need we need oh, this so, so that there's less yeah so um so they were already looking at a European solution at okay. the time um and uh I knew their head of digital and ended up having breakfast with him and he said I can't tell you why but you need to go see them now okay and so it was a very sort of um easy pitch because cool. they wanted it anyway and they liked the fact that we were based in Brisbane um, and they were going to have close access to mm. an Australian team that they could mm. work with. That's awesome. So, yeah. Cool. And now, where are you? Where's Pet Cloud out? <laughs> yeah. How, how long since that, that day, that RSPCA day? Oh, well, so, well, we went live in April 2015, so it wasn't yeah. long after they came on board, so it was probably maybe... June or July. Yes. And then there was this big announcement that got syndicated across all the news. So sort of coming up to four years. Yeah, coming up to four yeah. years now. Um, and uh, now we've got um, uh, yeah um, about one hundred and fifteen thousand users. Um, we've got the the number one network. People requesting to get their dogs sat. No, uh, looked so after. That's, that's in total database. Okay. And then, uh, in mm. uh, in terms of our network, we've got mm. um, the leading network of um, pet sitters and dog walkers. Mm. Um, so we've got about thirty thousand of those wow. across Australia, um, and a lot of those have come organically, um, and some of them have come through our strategic partners. 
Um, in terms of uh, pet owners, we have uh, an API integration with um, RSPCA Queensland's um, pet adoption system mm. called Shelter Buddy, and that is a global um, system um, whereby if um, a pet is adopted at a pet event or an adoption event, we seamlessly get a pet and a pet owner record if they've chosen to opt in to get mm. 10% off a pet sitting with pet mm. And how do you guys make money as Pet Cloud? Yep. So, um, so it's a two-sided marketplace. Yes. Um, we uh, get the pet owner to pay uh, up front. Um, they have a meet and greet. Um, but basically, we hold on to the funds and we pay 81% at the end of the stay to the sitter. And we retain 19%. Yes. And how did you come up with that whole meet and greet and everything? Did it take you a while to sort of get to the right formula? So we didn't um, understand how um, uh, mandatory or how relevant it was and the relevance of the RSPCA has been massive for okay. us. Um, that have been incredibly strategic, incredibly supportive, incredibly uh, educational um, and they've just been an amazing strategic partner. So. Um, uh, before they were to endorse us, um, we had a round table um, with their senior inspectors, their foster carers, their dog trainers, their head vet and um, their head of marketing to understand the process the, um, of onboarding a pet sitter and then onboarding mm. a pet owner and then what's the steps involved in their meeting offline um, and then um, and then what's the process in between when a pet stay takes place? And they said it's mandatory, like everyone should have a meet and greet. And here's the reasons why. Um, and That's awesome to get insight from them. Oh, yeah, they're, they're amazing. They've never taken like a, a policing, like you should not do this or, you know, you will be doing this. They've, they've always gone... Here, here's an eye opener as mm. to what could go on um, and because initially I just thought oh great strategic partnership but I yeah. didn't realise just how much value that yeah. they would bring um, and yeah they're just their staff are amazing their CEO is just incredibly um, entrepreneurial and um, understands startups and, and differing startup needs um, loves his technology um, but uh, yeah and we now leverage their call centre um, so some of the some marketplaces, uh, one of their key costs, or basically half their cost yes. base, is running uh, a quality call centre. Yeah. And so um, we originally tried to fund a call centre in the valley here. True. Um, and then that was um, exorbitantly high and unsustainable. Right. Um, and then there Why was is a, that? Because of Australian staffing costs. Yes. Okay. And leases and rent. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then there was a place um, that we got put forward to us um, and it was out at Capella Bar, but I didn't have a gut feeling just around our okay. data. Because okay. you've also got to have uh, ensure that your data is going to be safe as well. Yes. So I trusted my gut. Um, and then uh, we, we thought, oh, let's try offshoring it. So we tried uh, offshoring with the Philippines. Um, but then we got that many complaints that... Um, like for example, uh, pet owners would say, "I, oh, you know, I went and rang, and someone was asleep, or I asked for a basic <laughs> task, and they couldn't understand." Do you think English. that's that's common to Philippines, or that was just like who you'd chosen? 
it's a combination of hiring well um, and hiring um, like both for um, character and good standards. Those that I know have done it successfully go over there, spend time, meet them, yeah. onboard the people themselves. Yeah. So you've got to fully in, uh, induct yeah. the, the team into your team yeah. and make them feel a, a part of it yeah. as well. So um, there was all different factors and then people were just like, why is it in the Philippines? You've got an Australian website. Why is it an Australian? Blah, blah, blah. We just feel like we're <laughs> passed offshore and not realising just the yeah. cost, the huge cost. So um, so what we've been able to do is leverage the RSPCA's call centre and so now the actual um, RSPCA's volunteers answer um, our phones. They yeah. take our customer support um, and email tickets. Um, and they actually answer the phone as Hello Pet Cloud. Yes. Um, and in return, we pay um, RSPCA um, a monthly call center fee. Yeah. And we feel great about that because it yeah, means that's right. that we're paying them to support yeah. their rescue. How good is that? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's high quality, it's, yeah. it's all monitored. They care clearly. They, they absolutely care. And yeah. they do, like, I can't speak more highly of them. Yeah. The projects they get involved in. Um, can be the Pets in Crisis program to help um, women trapped in... The uh, Good Beer Companies. Good Beer Co. Beer, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, uh, they're, yeah, yeah, they're it's just awesome. amazing. They're just forward thinking and, um, yeah. So what are, what are some other things that you thought were going to work originally? Like I, I, tried, I tried to see with that, that meeting in person. What are some other things that you did that you thought would work originally that sort of didn't work out? Um... So, um, <laughs> what, what can I say on the podcast? <laughs> um, you said anything goes before we started. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so, I think, I think, yeah, when you first start, you do have rose-coloured glasses um, and you do think that your, your team will always have the same stamina as you. Um, uh, and yeah, or or the same uh, interests and directions. But as a founder, I think um, you, you've got that driving vision in your head, and you've got so much uh, invested personally. So there's like part of my house in this. Whereas mm. they've come on board and put in sweat equity, and while there's time, there's no sort of houses or assets. You know that have there's been universes <laughs> apart from working with someone, work someone with equity working by yourself on something normal yeah. and then trying to change the world with what you're doing, yeah. right? Yeah. Universes between each. Mm. 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 So I agree. So so it was with that we had um, one uh, tech co-founder, like we still um, retained the other one, but I was disappointed that one tech co-founder uh, left after two years um, and we thought that he was going to uh, continue uh, overseas working uh, with us after hours mm. um, from his new job and he just didn't so I, f I found that um, disappointing because yeah. we left on really great terms yeah. And, um, yeah. how many FTEs do you have um, so we have um, like well full-time yeah uh, at the moment I'm full-time um, the rest uh, is a uh, full-time uh, call centre, like a pool of call yes. centre staff. Um, and then uh, we're using uh, intermittent people, so uh, your SEM, SEO people, yeah. your um, your bookkeeping, our CTO. So, for example, you don't... Uh, I believe that you don't need to pay a CTO full-time. Mm. Um, like could, a virtual CTO. Um, well, he, he comes in. We do, we do work with him, but... Um, 
Uh, I just think uh, you need to have a CTO that can be a shepherd um, and do your QA um, and, and be a guide, but um, if you're paying a CTO full-time, that's a lot of a waste of money um, when you could achieve the same thing with his guidance and someone who might be a mid-weight full-stack developer. Or Agreed. We, we just recommended that on the Facebook group, whatever it was, maybe earlier yeah. earlier this week. Yeah. Tell, me, tell me a really funny story that's happened yeah, I mean, clearly a sort of a pet sitting story. You must have one. Um, oh, yeah, there was, um, oh, there's been a couple. Um, well, there's been, um, there was one guy, Sean, who um, did our website and he wanted to try out pet sitting. And um, he was, he'd never owned a dog before. And he looked after this little dog and um, it was pet sitting, like staying at his house. And um, he was kind of single and independent and stuff. And he put it to sleep in the little bed. And then it crawled up in the middle of the night under his covers and snuggled up next to him. And he was just like, <laughs> oh, what do I do with this? You know, because he was, I don't know. He's, it's so cute and little. But um, oh, I don't know. Um, what else? Um, how, how, do, how do they, how does each side of the marketplace communicate with Pet Cloud? I mean, so they can call, but like something like that. Did you hear through that I, through call center or was that like a no, email he, he, or they wrote he, a Facebook review? He, well, he, well, in that case, we knew Sean. So okay. he um, emailed me and told me. Sure. Um, but there is uh, feedback and that's super important as yeah. well. So um, all of our um, pet owners leave uh, feedback on our pet sitters walls after the stay. Uh, and it's also important to gauge the feedback of the people who are providing the service. So yes. actually to nurture your sitters because, you know, um, they're doing an amazing job for you and they need to feel loved yeah. and, and you want to make sure that they're happy as well. Second last question. What do you do to try and build sort of community and buy-in around what you're doing? I think that's often like a trick to a marketplace. Mm-hmm. What do you guys do? Um, so uh, I do videos in my um, pet sitter uh, group. So I talk to them, um, yeah. literally going, oh, guys, this happened this week, or just watch out for this, or yeah. um, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes um, I will do it on the Facebook page as well. Um, I do have another uh, pet owners group as well uh, where I'll do videos. Um, but it's also, it's just about inclusiveness, yes. and, uh, accessibility, so access to me. Um, and then... Uh, allowing that people um, a, a vehicle to share as well so that's within groups so yes. people are being heard and they feel like they're a part of something yes rather than just a Facebook page that's yes. one way and just yeah, pushing out to people agreed yeah last question okay. you're the marketing guru <laughs> and I went on your website and I found the information on there overwhelming as an example if you if you scroll to the bottom <laughs> There's our differences, our difference, service and prices, help about pet cloud, about sorry about pet cloud, yeah. and five star sitters. And there's at least 10, 10 buttons I could click under each one. Yeah. What's what's the reason behind that? Well, we were told originally that that's, uh, that was an SEO strategy. Really? Yeah, we've gotten differing uh, SEO uh, advice okay. over the years. Um, I'm, I'm not fond of it myself, but um, yeah, we are going through a process of capital raising at the moment. Um, okay. And so there will be different changes that's rolled out on the website. So yeah, stay tuned. A talk for another time. Yes. 
Thank you so much for today. I really appreciate it, Deb. That's okay. All good. Thanks, John. And that's it for another week with our podcast series from startups to grow ups. If you enjoyed that, you can find out more about Little Tokyo 2 on www.littletokyo2.com and you can find more of our podcasts on soundcloud.com forward slash Little Tokyo 2. Thank you and speak to you next week.